Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. This text through on double eight double three from Ken. Hey, Ricardo and Justin, my boys turned in a shocker on Friday, but Wellington were brilliant and Bayer plenty played well. Also, not sure on some of those Canterbury Fords named in that All Black eleven. but anyway, well done, Canterbury. Should be a great final. Cheers from Ken. Uh, TJ... Um, I know you would have watched uh, that game and you called the Canterbury game, um, but as a Harbour fan, you must be kind of, or somebody who has Harbour allegiances, should we say, you must be feeling a little bit like Auckland left it all out there in that game and then didn't turn up for the semi-final, which was a bit disappointing. Yeah, Harbour rate player. Um, <laughs> good afternoon, fellas. How are you? Good, mate. Um, yourself? Yeah, good, good. Um, yeah, the... But it's sort of kind of reflective of Auckland's season, really. They've been a bit flaky. Um, at times, they've been really good, and then they've come up short at other times. Um, and in the end, they were just outplayed. I, look, there's something really compelling about Wellington at the moment. I think we're going to have a great final. Um, Wellington, at the moment, are just full steam ahead. They're playing with so much confidence. I think it's the best balanced Wellington team that I've seen for a long time. You've got the veritable mix of you've got some old heads in there, the likes of Pet Cow and um, uh, Dominic Bird. I, I guess you'd almost put Julian Savia in that category as well. Uh, Jackson Garden Bassett. And you've got some astonishing young talent as well. Confident young talent. You know, Reuben Love, uh, Peter Luckeye, who's just been lights out. Um, so to me, it, it you know, Wellington just overpowered them. And, and Canada, uh, sorry, Auckland just didn't have any answers. Hey, TJ, thanks for joining us today, mate. I know it's a travel day for you and a Sunday, and um, I hope you managed to seek out that glass of red wine that you're so feverishly <laughs> looking for for the last time I saw you last night. But um, you, you spoke last night in the commentary about uh, the game in 2000. Uh, Wellington, and it's not a happy hunting ground historically for them, is it? Do you think that they can mentally, because they're quite a young side with a young captain, get through and pass that? to try and go down to Canterbury and win a final? Yeah, I think I think they're capable of it, Marshy. Um, and the answer, by the way, is yes, um, I did. Um, but, but, yeah, I think they are. And what I, is it, what I like about them is that they're just playing with uh, bravado, real, real confidence, and that's what you need. And I think the last two weeks we've seen signs. We've seen teams go down uh, Northland, Although, um, you know, they, they were beaten in the end. But I think there were times where, you know, they were really taking it uh, to, um, you know, they were taking it to Canterbury. And last night we saw Bayer Plenty, even though they, they kind of fired blanks for, for a while. They defended really well in the first half, but really fired blanks on attack, missed a couple of shots at goal, which might have, you know, been useful. But they came back at them as well. And it really took a, a, a brilliant piece of play by... Uh, Rameka Poihipi to, to change the flow of the game around. So I, I just think this, this is a, a Wellington team that will see that uh, Canterbury, if they can you know, have a go at them and, and get something going up front, uh, if they can get some momentum going, they, they would be a very, very hard team to defend. Do you think in a way, TJ, the fact that it is a young Wellington team, they don't have any of that emotional baggage maybe some older Wellington players do have, so they don't have that hanging on them? Well, I know a lot of Wellington rugby fans have got a lot of emotional baggage about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I suppose so. I mean, Marsh, you'd be able to tell you more about that sort of thing than me. By, by the way, uh, just looking back, we were um, 
talking about that final just very briefly last night. Back in 2000 it was, and it was one of the best finals there's ever been. And the key to it was, um, and Marshy, um, you, you were struggling to recall whether or not you played in the game. I can, I can <laughs> tell you that you did. And, okay. and I, the, the key to the game was the way Wellington started. And, and there was a certain Jonah Lomu just was on fire. And, and got them off to a great start. And I think that'll be the key to it. If, if Wellington can, you know, get off to a good start, get their game going uh, and, and, and start playing with the sort of just rip and bust confidence that they've been playing the last few weeks, uh, then I, I think it's got the makings of a classic final. I, I still think, obviously, um, Canterbury at home, and let's hope they get a good crowd. Uh, they, they've got to be favourites. But, but to me, um, you know, Wellington, they, they're a shot at this. Obviously, I wasn't the key to that game in 2000. I've got that well and truly now. Thanks for that. I'll, 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 the memories are coming flooding back. <laughs> hey, let's, let, let's while we can, um, just before we want to move on, because we want to chat to you about this All Blacks 15, but just briefly, well, what what um, has, you know, when you look at the, the, the competition in general, there's been a lot of chat, and I know you've commented about it before, so I won't ask you again about the evens and odds thing, but in terms of, the rest of the the mobs uh, that that have made up this this competition. Well, who's impressed you, and and also Tasman? Probably not the season that you were expecting out of them as well. Yeah, um, I, I'm just starting to think I might have put the hex on Tasman. I actually went down and fronted at their uh, their season launch, and I think maybe that sealed their fate. Uh, maybe it's my fault. Uh, oh, look, they <laughs> change of coaching staff. They did, and it, look, it's not really an excuse in this day and age because teams are supposed to have depth, but they did have a, a really bad run of injuries, and of course their success meant they've, they've lost more players than ever to the All Blacks, so they, they just weren't there. Um, they weren't good enough this year, and they'll bounce back from that, I'm sure, because they've got too good of an organisation not to. But I just love the way, uh, to me, one of the teams that um, really lit this competition up was Northland. Um, yeah, you know they're, they're doing some great things in Northland rugby. They've got a really good leadership up there, good administration, and some really good personalities driving the game. They put together a good team, uh, and again, you know, some exciting youngsters. But good to see that you know the likes of Rennie Ranger turning out still, and just his presence must mean something. So I thought they were a team uh, that really contributed. They had a really good win over Auckland. I thought Bay of Plenty. Um, they had a they had a great run too. Um, Okay, they came up a bit short um, in, in the semi-final, but I thought they um, certainly have contributed. They played some terrific rugby. Wellington, as I say, uh, they've had a, a, a great season and on a really good run of form. And, of course, you know, Canterbury, long since been a, a standard setter. So they, they were some of the teams that really stood out for me. Um, and But in the end, you know, I, I, what a season. Wellington, they win the Ranfurly Shield and, and a shot at winning the final... Uh, you know, it could turn out to be a great year for them. It could be. It really could be, uh, TJ. I mean, that you mentioned Jonah before. It looks like uh, Wellington have unearthed another great winger too and this kid, uh, Osofa Almoa, uh, that third try for Wellington. Mate, he, he looked like a winger all day, didn't he? How, how far did he go? About 30 yards of the ball? Absolutely screamed in. Yeah, I mean, he, he's always been a, an eye-catching player, hasn't he? Uh, and... You know, that, that's where he's best when, you know, you get him into a little bit of space. He's hellishly hard to, to stop. I mean, there are still obviously areas of their game that they they want to work on. Um, 
but you, you'd have to think. Although there's there's quite a good crop of young hookers coming through. I've been really impressed. George Bell came off the bench last night, and the first movement they had, he handled the ball about four or five times in it. So there's plenty of challenges around, and uh, it seems like they want to hang on to Cody Taylor and Dane Coles through the World Cup because of their vast experience next year. But there's a real crop of young hookers, led, of course, by Samasoni Tokiaho, um, ready just to kind of step into the breach that those two have dominated um, for the last five or six years. Well, speaking about that, TJ, and obviously looking at our development and then our future, the, the naming of this uh, All Blacks 15, uh, what did you make of it? Uh, do you think that they're playing enough games? And what did you make of the, the selection process and the players that are going? I'm not sure I know what I make of it, Marshy. Um, is it a, you know, first of all, I'm not all that keen on it being called the All Blacks 15. I know that they have, uh, you know, commercial imperatives and whatever, and they've got to keep the brand out there. But to me, it's it's not an All Black side, and I, I personally don't think it should be called that. Uh, to me, it looks like a New Zealand Barbarians team, just mm. the way it's made up, because, yes, you've got the young talent that you want to see going away on a development tour, but they've also got uh, quite a few older players as well. And look, there's nothing wrong with having the experience of, say, you know, TJ Pedernata there uh, to, to lead the side, uh, or, you know, rub off all the things that he's learned over the years. Um, but, you know, Bryson Milton's had a great year. Um, and he's a terrific player, great bloke, and, and that. And I'm not um, knocking but he, he's 33 years of age, and, and I, 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 it's just an interesting selection to me. It, it, it asks the question, um, you know, what what is this team supposed to be about? Um, and, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just sort of not quite sure. And the other thing, it's a hell of a long way to go to play just two games. Now, You'll remember, Marshy, back in, uh, going back to 2000, uh, there was an all-black yep. tour. And at the same time as the all-blacks were playing mainly in France, I think there was Japan and then France for a couple of games and one in Italy, there was a New Zealand A team over there. It just happened mm-hmm. to be under the leadership of uh, Darren Chan, manager, uh, and Robbie Deans and, and Steve Hansen, uh, while they were still good buddies uh, c- coaching the team. And that launched a whole bunch of uh, careers. You know, Mills Mulliaina, uh, Jerry Collins, Chris Jack, players like that. Um, and, you know, it really served a purpose. But they played four games. These guys are going all the way over there to only play two. Um, you, you wonder what, what, you know, can be achieved by that. Island A and the Barbarians are playing. It, but it would have been great to see a, a couple more uh, games added onto that. And I also think, too, I just think there's some, some players desperately unlucky not to have been included. We talked about Kurt Eklund last night. Um, Manaki Selby Rickett is another one. Sean Stevenson's another one. And poor old Peter Gasor Kula, who early on in the year was a test all black, and now he can't make either of these sides. Very valid points, and I agree with you on all of them. Do you? Here's one for you then. Do, do you feel that the All Blacks selectors should have had the influence they had in this side? Would it have been different if Leon McDonald uh, and his coaching crew, uh, Clayton McMillan, um, were able to shape this team, pick this side on what they see from their perspective, where possibly our future is, what sort of side that they would like to take over to that part of the world and a game plan that they'd like to implement uh, to, to win these games? Do you think it would have been a much different looking side because this is basically a, a team the All Black selectors have picked or coaches. Yeah, 
I might I might do the old Cess Blazy here and say, well, that is a hypothetical situation. Um, <laughs> so I, duck it. I might duck it. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you look at eight Canterbury forwards in the mix, Marshy, you'd have to think that uh, Jace Ryan had a, had a, had a wee yeah, bit of influence yeah. on the selection. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're I right. Mean, I, I, you know, to me, if, you, if, if you're in charge of coaching a team like, you know, why wouldn't you be allowed to select it as well? I mean, I know why yeah. they'll they'll want to have certain players in the mix. And the other thing too is that if they if they have injuries, and I mean, you know, they've, they've only got thirty five players on this All Black team. So, you know, if they get an injury, what do they do? Do they call in someone from this team, or do they just try and guts it out with thirty four, as Nisbo once said? Um, so, I, I know, for example, in two thousand, I think Dion Waller got called out of that. Uh, what was called the New Zealand A team, which is probably a more appropriate tag, and he, he got called into the All Blacks. So there might be a bit of that comes into the thinking as well. There might be a bit of messaging to some of these guys. Look, you're not in the All Blacks, but we, we, we still really like what you bring. And so we've put you in this team, even though you might be around the age of you know, 30, 31, that sort of thing. Uh, so there, there might be some of that thinking in it as well. Um, but as I say, it, it, for me, it's just quite hard to put my finger on what exactly this team is supposed to be. Yeah, you're right, TJ. I mean, I look at it and think it's not really a development team because you've got people like Bryce Heeman, TJ, and, and, and things in there. Um, it feels like it's just a, we need that, ex, that next tier of players to have some games uh, before the World Cup, and that's what we're going to do. Um, if, yeah. if that is the case, who, who's the unluckiest not to be going? Um, well, I, I think you know, we, we talked about it last night and, uh, you know, I, I certainly wasn't firing a shot at the guys who have been selected uh, and one of whom or two of whom were playing last night, uh, Brodie McAllister and uh, George Bell. But as I say, I, to, to me, what else could Kurt Eklund have done this year to, to get selected in one of these teams? I mean, to me, he's actually, I would have had him close to the, the all-black side. Uh, he had a really Really good Super Rugby campaign with the Blues. He's been terrific for Bay of Plenty. He plays like a loose forward, carries the ball really well. He was the most accurate line-out thrower in that game last night in tricky conditions. So to me, he's the most unlucky. But there's another one, and, and uh, look, I've always been a bit of a fan of the kid, um, um, and so I might be a little bit biased here. But to me, Sean Stevenson, um, they haven't really picked a specialist fullback in this side. Uh, to, to me, I, I think on the form that he's shown in, in super, in the sorry, in the NPC, does, does that mean nothing? Because he he has been quite brilliant. Do you think it's because he showed up in a Redcliffe Dolphins t-shirt uh, at training? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that well, I was going to say that, that that's one that won't go away now because he hasn't been picked in the mm, team. Exactly. So, uh, I mean, who knows? But but. Uh, as I say, I, I, that's just a personal thing. Um, look, the, 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 the interesting thing is there could well be another a, a couple of changes. I'm not sure that uh, Angus Tavau what what uh, his injury status is, but I I do understand that uh, Tavita Muffaleo, who who played very well for Bay of Plenty last night, that he might be kind of on standby. And I'm not sure about how um, Bryn Gatland. Uh, he took quite a heavy blow uh, playing for North Harbour, so there, there might yet be a change. Uh, there might be a chance for someone like Stevenson to, to come into 
in, in, into that team um, as well if, if there are a couple of late late changes. But just getting back to the point, I, you know, I, I just singled out Bryce King. To me, he's had a terrific year. He's been outstanding for the Blues and for Auckland. Uh, he's been a great servant. He's played uh, sevens for New Zealand. Uh, and he and Almoa, 33 and 28, are, are they seen genuinely as all-black prospects? Um, or, or, or did they just want their, their experience there? That, that, that was the point that I was making about them, which, you know, as I say, I'd quite like to have a, uh, to hear someone sort of explain to me what, what it is that they are trying to achieve with this, this selection. Um, but look, you know, good luck to them. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a great opportunity. And, and for these, you know, players that I've just been mentioning, and, and he's one of them, it, it is a reward for great form. Hey, TJ, um, thanks very much for coming on, mate. I, I really appreciate you giving us some time. and looking forward to this end-of-year tour and see what we do see out of it. Uh, so, you know, thanks again. And uh, maybe, maybe if Bryn Gatlin doesn't make it, Fergus Burke did enough in that semi-final to, to, to submit well, his place. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's, that's the other name that, uh, you know, he, he, he's, had a, he's had a very good season. But, you know, I, look, before we get on the tour, I think we've got a really great weekend of rugby to look forward to, as, you know, as well as the Women's World Cup. There's, there's some terrific stuff. That, it's a great weekend next weekend because I think we've got, uh, we've got finals um, in, well, both, in both islands, in, in the heartland. I think you know, there's uh, Ruatoria, there's a game there as well. So, you know, it, it, it's the end of what, what I think has been a, a really good uh, you know, a domestic competition, NPC and Heartland. So let's hope we get rugby to match, you know, what it's been like, you know, all the way through. Definitely, definitely. Good stuff, TJ. Go enjoy the rest of your Sunday afternoon, mate. Enjoy that Black Ferns game, eh? Okay, guys. Cheers. Tony Johnson there with us. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto, don't work on your deck, play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.